Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose. Coming to you live from Cartagena, Colombia. With your host. With the most. Your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, grande, grande, grande. Papi, grande papa, Brian Post. Uh, good evening, everyone. Happy Manic Monday. I'm not sure that this uh, signal is going to keep up. I wasn't sure if it's going to be able to work out okay while I was here. Um, so we'll go ahead and chat. Hey there, Lisa. We'll go ahead and chat for a little bit and see if I get interrupted. Um, having a nice time here in Cartagena, except I just got bit on the toe by a mosquito, and that's very frustrating. I don't like mosquitoes. Um, if you know me very well, which now you do, you know I don't like cold weather, and I don't like mosquitoes. Mosquitoes love me. Um, I don't know. I don't think cold weather really cares, but mosquitoes love me, and I, I don't like mosquitoes. And so got bit on the toe, and that's a really painful place to get bit on um, on your body. And then I ran a little... Uh, gecko i ran a little gecko out here out of this room earlier so uh it's been enjoyable but i've been here i've been working on a new book uh i put in about three hours today so i'm feeling really good i'm i'm trying to get into the the real flow of the book and um so anyway that's that's what's going on with big papa so i had a question from one of my longtime posties i recognize the the name barbara in celebration of our national month was asking about visitations with her children and she started off we adopted a sibling group of three they came to us at age three and a half um, 21 months and five months old we had not planned to adopt um, but then they started allowing the birth mom moved away so they started allowing some biological family um, visitations and uh, Barbara said it all was Biological family members that well first the boy the oldest started having problems and then um, Really I guess during their time that they would spend to the ch with the children um, Started ignoring the younger two children and really coddling the, the young man. So I grand grande papa. Thank you. Hi, Amy. Hello, Mimi um, So they started they started really kind of uh, coddling the boy and creating some stress with the siblings. And so Barbara stopped the visits. And now it's been 10 years. Um, oh, it's been 10 years since they came into their home. So it's been quite a, quite a while. They still see the bio family at Walmart. The, the bio family doesn't really, um, the kids don't know or recognize them. Most of the birth family are not criminals or dangerous. I've just felt afraid that they would not support us as parents. And that's a very good fear, Barbara. There's nothing wrong with that fear, especially if you've experienced that before. Because it's one thing for you to have to work through challenges with your adopted children. It's another thing for you to have to work through challenges with the birth family, even if it's the extended family and not necessarily the mom. But one of what Barbara has specifically was... As my, and it's interesting because I've actually, now I'm going to digress for a, a, a minute. Um, before I left home, I was really practicing my Spanish. When I got here, I realized I knew nothing. It's so weird how it happens in my brain. And so while I'm here, I don't talk to a lot of people. I, you know, it's just broken Spanish for me, poquito espanol. 
And, um, and so there's not a lot of conversation. So I'm spending a lot of time in my head and just focus on the So then when I have to start thinking about a question, I'm like, I hope these words come out correctly because it's like my brain's not processing like it should. So Barbara's specific question was about her, her almost 12 year old. She said, like a question is, how old is my birth mom now? Um, Barbara says, let me think she turned 30 in March. She's married now. Yes. So has she more kids? How many do you know their names? How old are they? And then Barbara says, to be honest, it makes me uncomfortable to talk about their mother's life now as opposed to sharing about the young girl she was when I met her. I feel like she should be allowed to tell her own story to these children. So I think that's important. And it's good to honor that. But the reality is birth mom's not there. And so it really, the questions the child is having, um, the, the questions the child is asking you, really, it's more about just wanting to know and, and your um, kind of thoughts that the birth mom needs to be able to tell her own story. That's, a, that's fine. And maybe one of these days she will be able to. Hopefully these children, you know, be, will be fortunate enough to have a mom, a biological mother who pulls their life together and can can share and communicate. But in right now in the interim, Barbara, I think it's really important that you just tell you just tell your child what you know. And and if you feel uncomfortable, just say it. Just say I feel a little uncomfortable because I, I don't really I don't know who your mom is and I know who she was when when we first adopted you, but I don't know her now and I don't know if her life is I don't want to do her a disservice, but I can only tell you what I know. And your child looks to you as their point of security. They, they don't have some fantasy in their head that their biological um, care figure, mother, father, whatever, is, the, is, is their source of security. Re even if you have a really challenging relationship with your adopted children, they are still looking at you as their source of security. You are their mother. You you are the one who has created the attachment bond. You're the one who, who's created the security. You're the one who's created the consistency and the repetition. And all of that literally changes the cellular system and the brain. And so all you can do is be honest and then be willing to process whatever comes up. A lot of times I think um, adoptive parents feel like they have to say the right thing or they're afraid that they're going to say the wrong thing. And I don't think you need to worry about that. I think you need to speak from the heart, be as, be as kind and understanding, as compassionate as you possibly can, and then create the space to allow your children to process through whatever it is, what other additional questions they may have. I know that when I was a child, I had very few questions about my biological um, mother. I had none about my biological father. It was, I didn't even think about my biological father until I was well into my 20s. But I had, I had really none about my biological family. And I feel like it's because early in life, my mom and dad were both very open about it <clears throat> and just communicated it a lot. I think my sister probably had more questions, but I, I think that they just, you know, handled it pretty much the same way. And so I just want to give you permission, Barbara, to answer to the best of your ability with as much certainty as you can. And then give your children the space 
um, and the opportunity just to be acknowledged through whatever challenges they may have with your answers, whatever challenges they may have with the unknown and just keep it open. It doesn't have to be something that creates a lot of stress and overwhelm. And I think that the more you do that, actually the less questions they have because there's just something about security that goes into knowing that the person who loves me and is caring for me and is raising me is secure. Like they're, they're safe, like they're good, they're, they're solid. And when I have that solid foundation, when I have that solid base, I can figure other stuff out. You know, and I might wonder from time to time, and this is what you're gonna find, a lot of times it's sporadic. Something happens, triggers a question or a thought, you leave it alone, but it's it's like that thing. You have to approach it from a place of security and certainty, and the certainty is that you're that child's parent. You're always going to be their parent, and they're never going to be without you. That's the certainty, and and the the security is in knowing that you know one of these days maybe you will have an opportunity to meet your birth family, but right now it's just us, and I can tell you as much as I can, and then you just leave it alone. I think a lot of times. With adopted children, we just, we way overthink stuff and just, instead of just keeping it matter of fact, this is how it is. And then again, leaving the space for the processing of the emotions and whatever else may come up. I think that's what's most important. So that's it. I hope that's helpful. I tried to go back to some of the questions that you guys had sent in. I know over the last couple of weeks, Chris and I have, have kind of been absent from getting into some of the, the questions and messages that you all have sent us for the Daily Dose, and I apologize, but with Marley being in the hospital, Christy just has not had the emotional energy. All of her energy has kind of been focused on Marley, and then I, you know, I definitely didn't even didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. So now Marley's on her way home, so we're feeling good about that, so I thought I'd dig in and... We'll try to go back through, especially this month of uh, this adoption month of November. And um, so all's good. And I hope you guys have a fantastic evening. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. You can continue to react from the same imprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or you can stop. You can slow down. Take three to ten deep breaths. And choose love. God bless you. Big puppy loves you. Vaya con Dios, mi amigos y amigas. E to me family. <laughs>